Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Warning. The SCP Foundation Audio Archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Contagious Reflection Item Number SCP-125 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures Supports for instances of SCP-125 are kept in padded boxes and covered with a fine nylon mesh that allows vision through but obscures the surface of a mirror by at least 25%. These supports consist of a polished metallic surface, currently silver-plated brass, with no sharp or irregular edges, which must imperatively be smoothed out to prevent rips in the protective mesh. To further prevent incidents, any person penetrating the room where SCP-125 is located must also wear a protective mesh over their face. Metal-plated glass mirrors should be avoided for the purpose of containment as SCP-125 is capable of moving from the glass itself to the metal surface. Any metallic surface in the room must be dulled to prevent reflections. As an additional security measure, the room is kept in darkness and monitored only via infrared and ultraviolet lighting when no experiment is taking place. No mirror or a comparably reflective surface including, but not limited to, metal case pens, sunglasses, laptop computers, and glass objects may be allowed in the room outside controlled experiments. The SCP may not be photographed or filmed in its unrestrained state. If any personnel on site, and particularly personnel having recently been involved with SCP-125, report seeing black dots, MTF Eta-10 and Chi-7 will be immediately put on standby, and a level 2 alert for potential containment breach will be declared. Individuals contained will undergo Containment Protocol 125B and may not return to active duty until the instance of SCP-125 affecting their cornea has been rendered completely inert. Description SCP-125 is an apparently sentient being that can exist only within reflections. At rest and viewed up front, it takes the form of a black circle, 17.2 millimeters in diameter, resting on the reflective surface. Its first anomalous characteristic is that it appears as a perfect circle to any observer, regardless of a surface's angles, bends, and the location of a viewer or viewers. In that regard, it acts more as if it was a sphere in contact with a surface, 
but lacking any shadow or highlight, and this even where an obstacle, such as containment mesh, makes it clear SCP-125 does not extend beyond the surface that it has imprinted to. SCP-125 does not reflect visible light or infrared. When observed in ultraviolet, however, up to and including for unclear reasons, it also emits a minute but measurable and constant amount of x-rays. SCP-125 is capable of movement across the surface it currently exists on. This movement may only occur across a surface uninterrupted by either an angle, the surface must follow a reasonably continuous curve, or a non-reflective area. SCP-125 has demonstrated incapability to cross scratches and frosted or etched areas of a surface. In many instances, however, SCP-125 will circumvent these limits by jumping to a reflection to round the corner, or between the separate outer glass and silver surfaces of a metal glass mirror, hence the preference for opaque metallic surfaces for containment purposes. Although capable of moving anywhere along the surface, SCP-125 generally remains immobile in a location near its edges if any, and if on a surface that has a specific, immobile orientation, will usually remain in the lower right corner or its equivalent, even if the item is later moved. Any reflective surface capable of displaying a reasonably accurate reflection of SCP-125 can host it. So far, this has included a wide range of mirror-quality surfaces, glasses, polished or varnished surfaces such as stone and wood, glossy plastic, and even undisturbed pools of liquid or polished nails. When reflected by another surface, SCP-125 is capable of instantly transferring to it. However, SCP-125 cannot survive on, or transfer to or away from, a surface smaller than its own area, approximately 2.32 centimeters cubed. Should it be constrained to one, it will rapidly become translucent and disappear completely. This entity has demonstrated a certain level of sentience and even sapience. Despite lacking physical existence, it appears unwilling to be touched directly or otherwise hidden from sight. It will also resist to the best of its abilities any attempt at reducing its freedom of movement, either by jumping to another surface or moving across its current one very fast. It will also flee from perceived threats, even complex ones expressed by speech, demonstrating an understanding of human communication. How it is capable of this and whether it can or wishes to communicate back is currently unknown. In its normal state, SCP-125 is completely harmless and incapable of multiplying. It is, however, perfectly capable of moving to a living reflective surface, specifically that of a living animal's cornea. It will, in fact, do everything in its power to do so, indicative of a natural desire. Once it has achieved this, SCP-125 diminishes in size by a factor of 10 to 1.72 millimeters in diameter. While existing on a surface of a living tissue, SCP-125 becomes capable of multiplying and infecting a potentially unknown number of surfaces. 
as opposed to merely moving between them. This multiplication occurs within the cornea, rapidly causing the victim to complain of seeing dots. Past this stage, the SCP-125 infestation will rapidly, within 5 to 9 days of initial infection, crowd out the entire tissue, causing the eye to go blind, after which stage the cells of the eye and optic nerve appear to undergo mass apoptosis, causing a non-infectious abscess. Why this occurs has yet to be elucidated. Only after the apoptopic stage has run its course does SCP-125 cease being contagious. No treatment for SCP-125 infestation is known to be efficient beyond keeping the affected eyes tightly covered to prevent further spread and administration of heavy antibiotics to reduce risk of infection. Outbreaks continue to occur on a regular basis, suggesting that SCP-125 is either a naturally occurring phenomenon or that it was spread over much of a planet at some point prior to the beginning of written history. For a list of known past outbreaks of SCP-125, see document SCP-125 Delta. Thank you for listening. Intro music for this episode was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com punch-deck. Level 2 patrons or higher get early, ad-free recordings. Most of these episodes are also recorded live on Discord or in my YouTube, so please join my Discord server for more details. Rating, reviewing, or sharing always helps. You can also find me on social media and my own website, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Huntington's disease is a hereditary degenerative disease of the brain. If you took schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and you mix them all together, you would have Huntington's disease. Learn more at curehd.ca.